We're back, Riley. We're back. Hello, everyone. Sorry. Is the, the is um, the we're back sing-songy voice thing you do a reference to something? It is. I've started listening to a different podcast. It's, um, so I've started listening to This Is Important because uh, the Always Sunny podcast is on strike because of the writer's thing. Um, That's over now, but, by the way. Well, then hopefully they'll be back um, yeah. because they haven't, they haven't posted for ages. Anyway, much like us, but I've been listening to the Workaholics guys do their podcast. Oh, dude, very, very we were on strike. There you go. Yeah, definitely we were, except for all the time, except for all the weeks we weren't. No, so we're back. Um, apologies that we were away. Um, of course, Dennis, obviously we need to talk about whose fault it is. Um, I don't so, know if we need to play the blame game because I think I will smoke you in the blame game. So I don't think you'll smoke me. In the, um, let's go. No, let's let's get into it. Let's let's play the blame game. All right. Let's let's roll okay. the dice and uh, and have some fun here with playing the blame game. So, Dennis, why didn't we record last week? Um, the week that we're it's ending now because I was sick. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly. Um, Riley, I would I would love to read some um some choice just um messages from you if that's okay. Got a doctor's note, mate? We're going to read any doctor's no, notes? No, we're just reading. I'm reading some Riley's notes. Purely, purely anecdotal evidence here. All right, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what, what the court that's makes not, that's, not, that's not anecdotal. Well, I don't know. It's yeah. just you reading. Who says? Who, who who can verify where you're reading? Whatever you're reading, you know. Who knows where it's from? Could be anything. Could be from a text file. Could be from your head. Who knows? Anyway, yeah. Go, are we come good? On. To, are we good to record in twelve hours? Says Riley. He said, hopefully, feeling optimist. Riley, mm-hmm. I don't mind waiting another week. I don't even care about the patrons. I hear they're all a bunch of losers anyway. That's a quote from the chat. I have here. <laughs> okay. um, immediately before that, yeah, dude, we could bounce it a week. No worries. And I'm like, no, I think we should record. Riley, nah, I don't really feel like recording this dumbass podcast anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm only pretending to be friends with you as it is. Yes, I don't like yeah. doing it on the record as well. Yeah, Just yeah, a lot yeah. of this stuff over yeah. the last couple of weeks. I, I, I tried to uh, I tried to hit you with the old banshees of Inish Aaron, uh, you know. But you liked me yeah. yesterday. You liked you, you liked you liked me four weeks ago. <laughs> Did I? Um, no, look, one hundred percent your fault. Uh, when we're talking recently, this week one hundred percent my fault. No debate there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And I haven't seen any evidence or even heard any evidence. Dennis came on fresh as a daisy. No coughs, no splutters, no nothing. <coughs> oh, oh, and now here it comes. Here you didn't it comes. like you didn't like cough one dot mp three. I can play cough two dot mp three if you prefer that one. Yeah, let's see that one. Maybe that's one, that one's going to convince the audience. No, anyway, um, four. And, and look, before that, I was ready to go overseas. Like, if you want to, if you want to really dig into the uh, into the our, into our message history, there are messages I sent you from Las Vegas, being like, "Let's go," and you're just like, "Oh no, I'm busy. Oh, I'm going to a play with my wife. Oh, I've got work to do." Like, I was ready to go. I was working as well, man. I was in I was in Las Vegas, baby. I don't know. Yes, there, there was a week where it was difficult for us to schedule. That is yeah. true. Well, it and was difficult I for one it, of us to schedule. It wasn't. I no, wasn't I think you're like, oh yeah, I don't get to. Here we go. Here we go. Hello, hello. How's your week been? I'm flying to Vegas tomorrow. Can you record on Wednesday if you're around? Mm. And I said, hello, hello. Wednesday's not great. I'm out that night and I'm up early on Thursday. You said, oh, damn, Thursday after work. I'm like, I don't think so. Can't do that. So look at that. I'm just presenting option after option and Dennis just shooting it down. Podcast doesn't matter to him. Bugger the listeners, he says. You know, the consistency that we prided ourselves on. Is there any time this week that might work? Dennis, tonight works and tomorrow night. Ah, not really lining up. Don't get yeah, to Vegas so, until six. Exactly. So, so, you, so, so here's what's happened, right? You've done something very clever here, and, and this is a move we've all pulled, right? Uh-huh. The, hey, do you want to come to my party? And no, you don't want to come. So you're like, oh, when is it? And they tell you, you're like, oh, 
if it was any other time, but that I've got a, I've got a thing that night, right? So you've gone, right, he's flying to Vegas this day. So that's when I'll say I, I'm available, even though I obviously don't want to do it. So it's a classic setup. You, you've absolutely you framed me. You've taken me down the frame shop and you've put me mm-hmm. in a, you've put me in an A4 frame and I'm looking really good, obviously, but it's, you're trying to hang me up for, for all the viewers to mock and laugh at. And they're not going to fall for your tricks, Dennis. I'll tell you that. They're smarter than that. I think they will for what it's worth, if they were tricks. But they're not even tricks, Riley. Because this message I'm talking about was sent to me on September 18th. I have nothing from you again until... At the end of which conversation you say, ah, screw it, we'll record when I'm back. And then, bam, September 27th, back in Australia. Yeah. And here we are. Weeks later, almost. And now finally, (laughs) finally you've dragged yourself to your microphone, ready to go. I've been waiting. I took my recording equipment over with me, lugging around dead weight, right? Vestigial, vestigial. Vestigial? It was vestigial recording what? equipment. Why was it vestigial? Because you couldn't you need it. Isn't vestigial? Oh, okay. I thought vestigial was like a, a leg or something that, that broke off in the womb or something. No, vestigial means it had a function before and now it doesn't, like your appendix. Oh, sure. Yeah, right. That's why. So I, I did. And the function that. before I, I, was recording a podcast. And now, yeah. well, now I guess it has an evolved function, which is attempting to shift blame on a podcast weeks down yeah. the line. But, <laughs> so uh, it's, it's not vestigial. It's very useful because it's, it's evidence shifted. of my willingness to record this podcast, Dennis, and talk to you about all the adventures that I've had while I was in the United States. Oh, my goodness me. But unfortunately, it's your turn first, which is very frustrating because I've, I've got some stories to tell. Anyway, well, what, you, what, what have you been up to? In you've been so busy, you've been going to plays, been doing work, been doing whatever. So I, I, I bet you've got a cracking story to tell this week. So let's hear it. Let's go. Well, well Riley, in our absence, the weather has started to turn, right? I mean, here at least, I'm, mm. we're coming in. We're coming into that time of year. You know, leaves are browning. It's getting a little chilly. Mm. Pumpkin spice lattes are back in in Starbucks. You know, all the all the hits, all the all the trappings of autumn or fall, as the Americans call it. Mm-hmm. And what it really makes me feel like. Is honestly, it makes me feel like it's Halloween. That's a reference to a, a Muse song off of the new album, which is very silly. But uh, okay. I bring so it up why are you bringing? I don't understand why you'd be bringing that up. Why, what's that got to do with anything? Well, because you Nikki bring? and I, much to oh, Nikki's chagrin at the time, did it happen? Did you go? Went to a Muse concert oh, last baby. Wednesday. Oh baby, let's get into it. So, uh, so this was this was a this is a highlight on the Dennis calendar. We talked about this oh. on the show. The fact that you not only were so excited to go to this show, but also so excited to drag your poor, long-suffering wife along with you. As if living with you isn't penance enough, you made her fulfill a promise she didn't mean to make in going along no. to a Muse concert with you. Yeah, DTM, the D- Days to Muse, has been ticking in the back of my head for a while. Mm. And they haven't been to Ireland in, I think, seven years. Been a while. Yeah. So when Nikki agreed, she was like, yeah, fine, I'll go to Muse with you. I know you really like Muse. I Muse are lame. And I was like, sure, yeah, fine. When they come to Ireland, we'll go. Both both things are true. <laughs> but two things can be true. Yeah. Um, and then, bam, concert date gets announced. I'm like, let's go. And Nikki's like, wait, what? Mm. Oh. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, Riley, mm. get in there. Fan pre-sale from the Muse fan mailing list. All right. Mm. Mm. Standing tickets right up the front. Get there. As doors open, get in. Drag Nikki over. Nova Twins supporting act whatever mm. and then the most over the top muse not known for the subtlety no, all right definitely not muse, no, no. very much in the i know writers who use subtext and they're all cowards kind of school of songwriting muse yeah yeah their album that just came out will the people is their third album of the last four that is basically about the same thing 
which is like a 1984 style rock opera album. Mm-hmm. Um, lovingly, I think a 3.4 from Pitchfork on Will of the People, by the way. Ah, very good. And that's out of 10 for those who aren't familiar. That's not a, that's not out of five. That's not an average <laughs> no. score. That is a. Uh, it's not quite. Um, was it Jet that had the monkey pissing into its own mouth as as it's, yeah. as the review? I think it was the album by Jet, but uh, that that is a that's a real stinker of a score from Pitchfork. I mean, Pitchfork. The the reason I've heard of Pitchfork is because they hate news. Like they yeah. are really that, 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 that especially it's, it's it's part of the uh, it's part of the, the the deeply entrenched Riley law because that was how I, I live my life based on Pitchfork reviews for. But for that was the only reason I ever heard of them was oh yeah they always give Muse albums incredibly low scores yeah yeah, um, yeah. so like I'm sure if I if I look and check back like Absolution they didn't review it for some reason that's weird. Dennis, um, I've been dr- clean from Pitchfork for too long. You can't, you can't, you, you, this is like, uh, this is like someone who's in rehab being forced to watch someone get on the nose beers. I can't, Dennis, like, you can't expose me to this again. It'll be another downward spiral. Symmetry. That's a good one. That's, that's a good, good. 8.3? Yeah, that album came out in 2001, so I'll say you're actually, that's good. It's cool. It's cool to like it. Yeah. Anyway, no, yeah, tell us about yeah. the concert. So what, how was it? Was it just a complete so, over the top theatrical it was, spectacular? So it was bombastic dude mm-hmm. i don't know how they can afford to put on this show genuinely like it is pyrotechnics like they play a, a they play a, they play butterflies and hurricanes right which is a mm-hmm. callback song because it's 20 years old not super popular fan favorite right and they did a, they did confetti cannons at the end and it was like the fourth song in the set and i was like guys that's an end of this concert move what are you doing <laughs> they're doing it, they're doing it song four they bring in live butterflies and they've organized a hurricane to destroy the, uh, the venue. Yeah. yeah, no. And then they do all these like set changes. So they'll walk off, the set will darken, they'll play like a 30 second interstitial um, on the big screens. Yeah. And usually it's to hide something. Mm. So like, for example, when they came back out, they had this, I'm not exaggerating, Riley, three or four story tall inflatable model man. Like, you know, okay. you get like a giant... Um, with a hood and a big mirror for a face, like a fractured mirror for a face. Oh wow! And that's, he had a big that's arm. Profound. That, imagine that's oh, that symbolism. Wow, amazing! And a hand with a spotlight that yeah. would like move around and shine on people in the audience. And then like Matt Bellamy climbs up on this thing's shoulder and does a solo. And I'm like, guys, this is this is yeah. a lot for yeah, even yeah. me. Yeah. And then that again, that's halfway through the concert. This is not in the encore. This is not the. This is not the big finish. No. The big finish is a different four-story tall inflatable. Of <laughs> they like got a two-for-one deal. They got a two-for-one deal, deal at Big Jim's inflatable, discount inflatable. <laughs> these, these are giant Jim's inflatables, dude. And it's like this giant like horned monster from the album cover with yeah. arms that stretch far beyond the stage that shoot fire out of its fingertips. See, I, I, know that, like, I know that it wasn't like this, but I, I just can't help but imagine them be like the wacky way. Infl- the wacky flame too, man. Yeah, yeah. I just can't imagine them any other way. Yeah. Anyway, go on. So this, this, I, is, I, <laughs> there was, this is an actual fire hazard here. I can send you a picture of it. And if you Google Will of the People Tour, anybody, you'll be able to see it. But this thing is huge, dude. Yeah, yeah. It is massive. Um, It was... It was tr- and Nikki credit to her absolutely won over by the theatrics oh really she enjoyed it she went oh for it. yeah we were we were up front so we were yeah. with all the fans everybody yelling all the lyrics and yeah. you know like very much heat from the pyrotechnic section of the stage and it had something that i like in a lot of concert where it has like you know the walkout ramp for the stage yeah like the um uh, almost like a catwalk like a model would walk down a fashion show 
Yeah, so like yeah. they ran down that and stuff, and it was cool. Yeah. I sent you a picture of the two wacky wing arm inflatable flailing tube men. To give you an idea, it'll be tough to get a sense of scale on it. Wait, you didn't take in. these pictures, did you? No. No, no, yeah. So these these are ones that'll be on. Wow, well, yeah. Okay. Uh, to the credit of Muse, these do not look like inflatables. No, they look rock solid. Yeah, they look really, really. That is that is, that is extremely cool. That is that is spectacle. I have to give it. To, I have to give it to Muse. Yeah. But look at the look at the one with the horns. Look how far away the arms are. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I definitely. You should, just, def- you, should, you should definitely go and have a look at these online because this is wow. That's crazy. That is wild. And that's just for the encore. So that's only, that's only for two songs. How much does this thing cost? And well, like two for one, the two other- for one deal. Remember at the at the inflatable factory. So you see the other one, the guy with the hood and the hand yeah, 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 and the. Yeah. The glass. These are, the glass. Also, these are just like torsos. They're not. They're not the full body as well. They're not like legs. Yeah, legs aren't included. They're like. Just, yeah. They look a bit like a like a like a like a titan like sitting under the stage, pro, like sitting up over it. They look like, yeah, they look like a school photo. That's how much of the body is on on display. Yeah. Yep. But um, the face, the shattered like mirror face, is is projected on from the inside, so. It has like all these like wild visuals of like you know all the classic stuff you see on like a you know Harvey Normal when you're buying a TV of like you yep. know ink blotches and water and stuff that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff yeah. fruit being cut in half yeah <laughs> yeah but then they have they have a song on this new album Riley which I would implore anybody to go listen to which oh, is called goodness. You Make Me Feel Like It's Halloween which okay. is so wildly out of place because the rest of the album is all is called Compliance Will of the People Liberation mm. Won't mm. Stand Down Kill or Be Killed very like wait are these actual titles these are actual song titles oh, <laughs> I thought you were just riffing on <laughs> okay. no 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 these are song titles oh but what could they mean Dennis? what could these songs possibly what could be they mean yeah. what could they mean and then you make me feel like it's Halloween just in the middle of the album for no reason just, um, a, just a little bit of a vibrary set there by the look of things oh, this is getting too it's heavy a goof- now. We gotta- it's a goofy song but for this song, they projected legally distinct from. I don't even know if it was legally distinct from. I think that, I think this is just violent copyright. But um, so the 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 mirror face man, they had like a face mold thing on the inside that you could say mm. they could make it look like anyone. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes it was Matt Bellamy's face projected on it, right? And it was terrifying. I won't lie. But then for the Halloween song, it would be like Freddy Krueger and then Jason Voorhees, and then, mm. like, the the puppet from Saw, and it would cycle through all of them. And, like, one of them was just the Terminator. I'm like, that's not even really a horror movie. And I was like, But hang on, you're, you saying that you, you're saying you think they violated copyright? I don't think you can use likenesses Do they 100% like pay? They 100% paid. They definitely paid the licenses. That's expensive licenses. Well, have you seen the rest of the show? I guess. You know what? Fair enough. I yeah. guess. The budget, the budget for licensing is nowhere near the budget for pyrotechnics. I guess oh, wow, there's so much pyrotechnics. Literally, there's like six <laughs> six independent jets of pyrotechnics, and for the yeah. finale, they all fire the entire time for like the the last song. So you and have, the drummers, have those eyebrows? Have they regrown yet? Or I'm fine, dude. And like the bassist and 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 the guitarist get to at least walk away and tend the ramp stuff. The drummer's just stuck in there. Yeah, yeah, he's sweating. He's absolutely sweating. He's absolutely sweating back there, man. It was it was phenomenal. Nikki was one over. She mm. hear me out. We got home and she was like, "We're a muse household now, Dennis." And I was oh, like, "Let's no. go!" Nikki has fallen, everyone. <laughs> Nikki has fallen, dude. Oh, a terrible! Nikki has outcome. awakened, Riley. Awakened, Riley. awakened. Sure, yeah. Right. I think so she, she thought. I think she thought they take themselves very, very seriously, right? But that's always um, the vibe I've got. I've got from them as well. Like it seems like Matt Bellamy really does consider himself to be like an artiste with an E. It does seem like that. But then you go to a gig and they're just some guys having a good time. 
Okay. All right. All right. I'm not going to yuck that yum. Yeah, that's, that's, it that's, that's in the deal, that's fine. You. Yeah, all right. It does, like, <laughs> and like, oh man, it was so much, three different kinds of confetti and a bunch of artificial snow. Like, like actual freezing f- frozen water? No, like, oh, um, okay. like, I guess what would have been in the past is bestest, but in this case, it wasn't, I hope. Um, but I sent you a photo of how much confetti fell out of Nikki's dress when we got home. Yeah, you showed me that. So Nikki, so the picture that Dennis sent me is very, very funny. It's Nikki with this like shocked and very confused look on her face as uh, surrounded by a pile, a pile of confetti that must have, yeah, as you say, what fell out of her clothing when she came home and like <laughs> shook herself off like a dog getting out of a pool. I'll clear it with Nikki if we can post it for the patrons over at patreon.com slash have a listen to this. But it is very silly. It is a it comically is. large amount of confetti. It's very funny, yeah, yeah. But it was a good show, and you won Nikki over, so it sounds like you're firing on all cylinders, baby. Nikki said, and I quote, if they play in England, she'd go. Oh, jeez. All right, so she's getting on a plane to see them now. Now, there is one place I would like to see, I would love to see Muse, and it is somewhere that I think they are truthfully best suited to play. Yeah. And it is that new big orb. Oh, the spheres. The sphere. Yeah. Well, Dennis, I can tell you from first-hand experience what that sphere is like. It's oh, yes, cool. of course. Yeah, dude. I didn't go inside. It wasn't open uh, when I was yeah, in Yeah, it only opened like a week ago, yeah. But I could see it from my hotel room, and it was it was very cool. It was very- is I it actually went, cool? I, I, I thought you might hate it. No, no, it, it is cool. It's very visually impressive. But at, in the daytime, it looks kind of silly, because especially if the sun is behind, you can yeah. see that it's like sort of transparent. Um, but at night, yeah, it looks amazing. It looks really, I mean, really, really I, cool. It's hard for something to look out of place in Vegas, right? Like, what could it possibly be? And if it's like a giant yellow emoji face in the middle of the night, it's like, okay, well, that's not that much weirder than like any of the no, other they, stuff around. But they, they found it. They definitely found a way to have the most visually incredible thing in a city that is full of like overwhelming visual stimulus. I went right up to London, it, actually. I, I had to. I had to building one. I went. Um, I had to go to a, a shop on the strip and I, I had the option to walk either the boring quick way or the way. A slightly longer way that would take me past the bottom of the sphere. Um, it's amazing because from the distance, it just looks like a big screen. When you get up close, the the, the lights that make up the screen are set like ages away, like a, a good, like, I don't know, 30, 40 centimeters away from each other. Mm. Like there's big gaps in between it's all the lights. But resolution. <laughs> it is. It, is, it actually is. But then you get far enough away and it, it all um, it all, it all blurs together, obviously. Yeah. Have you seen what it looks like inside? Uh, no, I saw some pictures, but no, I, I need to investigate further to see what it looks like on the inside. So I, I you two looks, are playing it right now. Yeah, they're doing the, their uh, residency or whatever, yeah. But the inside is also all screens. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's, it's ridiculous. I don't know. Um, it's I've seen people talking about, you know, you get really drunk or really high and you wake up in the morning, you look at your window and it's in like the eyeball mode and you're like, oh God, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually see the eyeball mode. There was The jellyfish mode was on a lot when I was there. Um, and then there was just like, oh, one of my favorite modes was it did something that made it look translucent with the screens, right? Ooh, so okay. you would see like, so imagine, I don't know, it was like a, a big ball of water, right? And there were fish swimming past on one side, but then on the other side, you could see them moving around the, as, as, as it's really hard to explain as if you, they, they projected as part of the image, right? What? the other people would be able to see on the other side of the sphere from the other perspective, if that makes sense. So they, they tried to turn it into a looking glass, right? Can't, no, it, no it, just, it honestly looked just like a big ball of translucent water, right? With okay, like fish swimming cool. around and stuff. Yeah, it, it, it was very visually impressive. And I'm, I'm not huge on like gimmicks and like, 
I'm not e- I'm not easily impressed. You know, I come from the Shania Twain school of thought. Um, mm. But uh, no, this this did impress me much a fair bit actually. I thought it was I thought it was very I thought it was a very cool spectacle. Um, There's two things I want to share with you about okay. this thing, right? Yeah, are these both um, visual things? This is just wonderful no, doing ones for the podcast. One is um, how much do you think it costs to advertise on? Did you see this? Oh, I don't know, ten billion dollars. It is four hundred fifty thousand dollars a day. That's not as much as I thought it would be. Actually, that is not as much. I I, I thought it was going to be a mill, a mill easy. It's not bad, is it? Four fifty k. No, that's fine. We could we could scrape that together. Put our put our faces. Patreon.com slash Yeah, list. exactly. Let's get an ad on the sphere. Let's go. Six fifty for the week. Oh, uh, that, a, they're, a, they're, they're anchoring. That's a massive discount for the week. Yeah, that's a. Uh, yeah, for sure. That's like when you go into a, a coffee shop and and the small coffee is four dollars, but the medium coffee, which yeah. is twice as big as four fifty, yeah. I'm frustrated because it is the Madison Square Garden sphere, right? Because it's almost like a Madison Square Garden, right? Okay, didn't know that, but yeah, all right, go on. I'm like, why is it just called Madison Sphere Garden? Madison Sphere Garden. Yeah, I guess they they they, they missed an option. They dropped the they dropped the sphere on that one. Well, no, they probably just have the, they're probably just like a you know a copyright like. Uh, it, ha- it has to be that. Yeah, it stuff. was brought up yeah. in a meeting, and all the legal people just like shaking their heads, like no, 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 doing the throat cutting gesture, like no, cannot, no, absolutely cut this, not. Cut, uh, nip this in the bud right now. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, tell you what I else mean, I did in Vegas though, dude. Singers were on Vegas, like doing a bit of Vegas chat. Yeah, hit me. Um, well, I've got some bad news. I've actually got bad okay. news for because I know you're a fan of Vegas, right? You love Vegas. I'd love Vegas. Yeah, you love going there. Well, I've got some bad news, dude. You're probably never going to get to go there again. Why is that? Because it any any day now the city is going to collapse. Like it is on the it has to be on the brink of financial ruin. Right? There is no way after what happened after what happened while I was there that Vegas is going to be able to hold itself up. Because it is actually at very real risk of running out of water. So I thought that was where you were going. But- oh, no, not at all, dude. It's going to run out of money after I okay. ran the tables. Oh, man. let's go. I love you, a good, the rare uh, good beat story. You are not going to believe how much I cleaned up, right? So my game of choice in Vegas is Pie Gal Poker. Because if you don't really know how to play it, the dealer will play it for you. And it is about as close to 50% as you can get. It is basically just a very, very slow way to have the same amount of money roughly as you did when you sat down, right? It is a very, very slow um, weighted coin flip game, basically, yes. Um, yeah, and I don't I, even I drink, not so I'm, I'm, not getting the, I'm not getting the free drinks that are being brought around by the wait you staff some free, either. You can have some free Cokes, that's no problem. You can, you can get like a, a you I guess, know, a, 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 watered, a watered down Coke, <laughs> Diet Coke. <laughs> Anyway, um, I didn't think it was going to be actual gambling, by the way. I thought you were going to talk about, like, putting a dollar into a vending machine and getting $2 out or something. Oh, mate. Way that happened to James that. once. James, sidebar, James said he found the, the highest return um, slot machine in the, entire, in the entire city one time when he put a, $2 into buy one of those. You know, you used to get those big cans of um, Starbucks iced coffees. Sure, yeah. He put $2 in to buy one. It bought yeah. one. And the machine just spat out $7 bills. He was like, what? Perfect. <laughs> and he'd take it, he'd take it and shoot right. another one out he was like he's like I hit the jackpot let's go infinite money glitch dude he found it uh, no no so, so tell I me went, your, pie, um, your pie guy strategy yes yeah, so, well my pie guy strategy was to sit there show the deal on my seven cards have them tell me whether, whether I'd won or lost um, but what actually happened was so I sat down I sat down with some friends with Corey uh, his fiance Tori which is very good Corey and Tori um, Rashad was with us as well it was, it was it was really good fun we sat there and um, 
what I did, and Corey was mocking me for this, right? Is we so I bought in for sixty dollars, which isn't much, but you know I'm a huge tight ass. Sixty dollars, and then as soon as I Sorry, what, was hand, the, what, what, what was the table minimum bet? Fifteen. Okay, that's high. That's yeah, a strict. Oh, is very, it, is very, the Westgate very very high? No, no, it was palms. It was the palms. Anyway, so I sit down, and I, as soon as I wanted a hand, I put the $60 off to one side, and I said, that's my yep. safe zone. I'm not touching that money. And Corey's like, oh, yeah, yep, of course. That's what they all say. You'll be sitting here. You'll be getting the wallet out again, right? Anyway, I was up $75 at one point. Hold up. Let's go. $75. I won five hands in a row, right? Or maybe not in a row, but like aggregate, right? I was five hands up. So slowly, bit by bit, at the end of every winning hand, I would put a little bit more in the safe zone, right? And Corey's laughing. Uh-huh. He's going, oh, sure, we'll see how long this lasts. Anyway, I lost I lost two hands and I, I stood up. I was like, that's it. I'm done. All the money in my safe zone, all the money is in the safe zone. I'm not taking any of it out. And <laughs> the look on Corey's face is like, oh, wow, I did not expect you to uh, yeah, follow through on that. So, Dennis, 45 American dollars. 45 American For dollars. For nothing. For nothing. For nothing. I walked away. Oh my god! I, like, because y- you can't imagine. I mean, you probably can't imagine. You know me very well. If I'd lost forty five dollars, that's ruined be, the, oh, would it be the end. But no, no, it would not <laughs> ruin my evening, Dennis. Are you kidding? Would have ruined my year. With forty five dollars in the pocket, walked away with that any day now. Vegas is going to topple over because we and I was all four of us were up as well. By the way, all four of us walked away oh, up, sings. which was just ridiculous. Um, they changed dealers at one point and Rashad was like, they're doing that because we're winning too much, uh, which I thought was very funny. I don't know what the 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 reason behind that was. But, you know, we, we absolutely so, uh, went to Because town. if you think you're winning because of the dealer, you might leave. Although that, that's not true. Because they wanted to sit there. Like you were 49.5% to win or something. Like, yeah, I, I, don't I, know I, work, I, I work for an extremely large casino company. I think Rashad is wrong about that for yeah. what it's worth. But well, that's fine. Maybe maybe a uh, shift was over. I don't know what it was, but anyway, we cleaned up. We had a great time, and uh, any day now, I, I'm just I'm just refreshing the the news headlines to see when the Palms Palms Resort is uh, is going under because after we. So what is this your first experience with serious paper gambling? No, dude. I gambled a ton. I gambled. I, I say I gambled a ton. I gambled a ton for me, right? When I was there in 2018 for the Magic World Championship, right? Oh yeah, um, okay. And I was up then as well. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I think I'm over two hundred dollars up. Lifetime that, that, at Vegas. My first two trips to Vegas were basically exactly like that. In my yeah, experience, it's, it's the, because as soon as I start winning, I stop. Yeah, it's a good strategy. I recommend it because you can always gamble more if you're losing. Right? If you're losing, you have to stop. If you're winning, you can always keep gambling, and that's why you have to stop at some point when you're winning. The inverse is true, Ali. There is a cap on how much money you can lose. There's not really a cap on how much money the casino can lose. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly, you just said the same thing in different words. At one point, you will run out of money and you will be forced to stop, right? Whereas when you're winning, there's no way, like, there's nothing that's going to stop you, right? No, but like, think about how much, nece- how much you have to gain. You're, you're bringing $100, $200, $500, $5,000 to the table. The casino's bringing millions to the table. Think about how much they have to lose. That could be yours. Yeah, no, Dennis. Or, or you could win a little bit and then walk away and be the envy of all your friends who are sitting there. You know, most gamblers quit right before they win. No, <laughs> Stop it! Um, Get out of town. We're not listening to this propaganda from the no, from the gambling industry. Absolutely not. I'm joking. Um, Vegas does have, to be fair, a lot of the um, those like when the fun stops flyers. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Vegas is um, I like I like I, I, I'm a gambler. 
Mm. I like gambling. I like mm. craps. Craps is my game of choice. I think it's sure. a game you actually could potentially get into. Yeah, I think so. I've just I never had people to play it with. It's also it's it's one of those games that is um looks extraordinarily complicated, mm. but it's much like um a lot of video games and stuff where it's like okay, but actually only five percent of the rules are the ones you care about. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. just completely yeah. ignore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cricket, but it's co-op. Yeah, exactly. It's it's uh, it's very slow in that it's not like a fast spend kind of game. Generally speaking, yep. you can play Good. very conservatively. It's cooperative. Um, how does do they take a rake in Pygao? Uh No, they make their they. So if the dealer has a really really bad hand, uh, it's a wash. If they have an ace high Pygao, um, then it's a tie. Oh yeah, and and so they make their edges there because if you get the ace high Pygao, you lose. Well, it's like blackjack. The, the the house edge of blackjack is that you have to go first. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I didn't want to talk about Vegas um, for the whole show, Dennis, because I too went to a concert while I was over Did you in the know? United States. And I want to share my experience with that because I went to see Death Cab for Cutie and the Postal Service twice. Excuse me? I saw them both twice. I saw I went to two shows, back to back. Of the same show? Same show. That's why I went to Boston because they were doing a double header. They did, they did, they did two consecutive nights, right? Um, okay, so I'm interested because was it, this was... Okay, okay. This was this an album tour for Death Cab? Yes, yeah, both of them were albums. So tours. you saw the exact same set list. Both so exact same set list. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was good. Why? I don't regret it. Why? Because I wanted to. Because it was literally a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, but I mean, lots of things are once in a lifetime opportunities. You might have a once in a lifetime opportunity to inhale a lizard. It doesn't mean you do it. I could inhale a lizard any day I wanted. Lots of lizards. There, there was That's a lizard. The, 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 the cat broke a flower pot last night chasing a lizard. There's lizards all over the place, Dennis. That doesn't. That I doesn't... thought you were going to say the cat. The cat broke a flower pot. And there's a lizard inside. Like a <laughs> yeah, video and she game. inhaled it straight away. A couple, couple no, of I want to tell you. I want to tell you this show, right? So, so many, many. Like I don't know. I don't know when I booked the tickets. As soon as they came <laughs> out, basically. So I was sitting on those tickets for a long time. Flew over to Boston, specially, right? Um, stayed with uh, Amy, Amy Amazonian, twitch.tv slash Amazonian. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep, yep. Great streamer. So dedicated to her craft. Oh, my goodness, right? Uh, she she showed me a great time. Took me to the baseball with her boyfriend. Um, had, had a cool. great time hanging out with took, Amy. She took you out to the ball game? Did she, she buy took you me out to the ball game? She, I, I asked for some Cracker Jack, but she didn't get me some Cracker Jack. Brutal. I wanted it, but I did have a, uh, I did have a Fenway Frank. I, I, I did guzzle a glizzy, which was, uh, that went down real smooth. And, um, but did you care if you ever came back? Uh... No, if I don't go back, I think it'll be fine. Are we running out of your familiarity with the Take Me Out to the Ball Game song? No, 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 I get it. I'm trying to... Okay. Uh, it's one, two, three. Find me some Anyway, um, so yeah. I went to the... Uh, MG, I think it's called the MGM Music Hall or something at Fenway. It was funny. I went to the baseball, went back to Amy's, got ready for the show and went back to Fenway, but a different part of it this time. And... So Death Cab for Cutie and the Postal Service, huge bands for me, especially when I was younger in those Pitchfork days that I talked about, right? Like massive, yeah, massive such great bands. heights, all yeah, that jazz. Yeah, huge, huge part of my um, of my cultural awakening, right? And I used to go to live music religiously. I used to love going to gigs. Went and saw Death Cab when they toured and supported Narrow Stairs. It was like I've seen Ben Gibbard play live many, many, many times, right? Anyway, so I'm like, right, I don't go to live music anymore because honestly, live music kind of sucks. It's noisy and there are crowds and it's just, I'm not into it. But this, you know what, this is going to be, we're going to relive the glory days. I'm going to pretend it's, I'm going to pretend it's 2008 and I'm going to, I'm going to have a great time. So I get there, doors at seven, I'm there, 6.30, lining up, right? And That was me from News Man, yep. Can I tell you, like, I know this is going to sound really weird, like really cheesy and corny. The, the sense of cultural belonging I had 
standing in that queue, standing amongst all the other elder millennials, millennials? Right? Yeah. who are still wearing skinny jeans, who still have dumb facial hair, right? Who still have questionable piercings, still wearing ugly shirts. Like it just, it made, I was like, oh my goodness, these, these are my people, right? We're all, we're all a bit bolder, we're all a bit fatter, but we're still, we're still ready to go hard to Ben Gibbard, right? So I felt a great sense of belonging and I went in and I I had standing tickets, right? I had standing room tickets and I was like, uh-huh. I, don't really, I don't really want these tickets because I'd rather sit down, but I'll do it. I'll do it for 19-year-old Riley who'd be disappointing me otherwise. So I go in, I'm like, I'm very close to the front. I'm like four people away from the front. I didn't want to push forward and be that guy. I was just like, I'm fine. I'm tall as well. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to make things hard for people anyway. Anyway, so... One thing I greatly enjoyed, which is going to really show my age, is all of the bands, including the support act, um, Lauren, Lauren, oh geez, I've forgotten her name. Lauren, someone from from the the woman from Chiverches. Um, what's her name? Oh, Chiverches dated a song for Death Stranding. Um, I just typed in churches to Google. That did not give me the Lauren result Mayberry. Lauren Mayberry, right? So she, I think she's releasing a um a solo album. Anyway, she came out and she uh, she she did a set and she started bang on eight o'clock. Right, bang on eight o'clock, which I appreciated. There was none of that. I'll make you wait around. You know, we're, we're elder millennials. We got play, we got you know we we got babysitters at home. We want to get out of here at a reasonable time. Um, so she comes on, and look, nothing against Lauren, big fan of churches, but I wasn't there to see her, and I was like, all right, come on, let's go, let's get to get Ben out, please. Come on, come on, come on. Um, but it was a, it was a good set. It was very loud, but my knees are hurting. I'm getting annoyed. Yeah, my by legs hurt too. Yeah, after I'm after getting annoyed by little bits it. and pieces. I like ended up just sitting down because my back was sore. But then, bang on nine o'clock, Ben Gibbard walks out in an Oxford shirt and skinny jeans. Dennis, the same clothes that I wear right today, like to this day. He's 47 years old. I have been copying this man's personal style for nearly for a decade and a half. Right, we're coming on two decades now, and. It was so I, I I can't describe to you how it made me feel for him to come on stage like it just made me feel so culturally legitimized. You're validated. It did. It made me feel and it's not that I felt invalid, right? It's not like elder millennials are a deeply oppressed group of people, but I felt so like seen, right? As this guy walked on stage dressed in the way that I dressed, right? Anyway, um, this show <laughs> was. It's a, it was a very clear marker point. You know, you change and you, and you don't realize, like a frog in a pot, like you don't, you don't yeah. notice the way that you've changed. But having him sing these songs that like defined my youth, like with a soundtrack to my adolescence and early, um, early 20s, right? Like it had all these memories and feelings and all that sort of stuff flooding back. But that was combined with the fact that my legs hurt. My back hurt. I was tired. It was loud. There was a crowd there. And it was so, it was almost, I could feel the the young Gohard who went to these concerts. Like, you know, in a deathbed scene in a film where they're like, yeah. And it's just, I was always so happy with you. And then they died. Like, and it was just, I just, it, I could feel that person being like, yes, I, you know, it was, it was the ghost. I would like, if I could have anything, I would like to hear your new twin sized bed one last <laughs> oh, time. If I only do. No, they played transatlanticism, not, not, not your new, not um, narratives, unfortunately. Um, the show went off. It was, it was, it was incredible. It was honestly incredible. I wept and I wept and I wept and I just, it was, it was such a rich and, and, uh, deeply rejuvenating and and whole, and then like wholesome and nourishing experience for me. 
It made you feel like it was Halloween. I understand, dude. But I went home and I was tired and I was sore. And the next day I went to like, I, I had a big long walk to try to like get my back, back in order. And I was like, I can't do this again. I actually, I cannot go and do this again because my knees and my back are aching. And I don't really have a bad back. I'm just 34, right? Yeah, I can't yeah. stand in one place for four hours. So the next night I rock up, <clears throat> Death Cab had, sorry, Lauren had come on at eight, Death Cab had come on at nine, Postal Service had come on at 10, on the dot, right? Like to the minute. So I was at the music hall at Fenway, Dennis, on the second night at 8.55. Yep. Sorry, didn't Lauren. Up, didn't queue yeah, up. Sorry, Lauren. Nothing against you. You're a, a wonderfully talented artist, and I listen, to, I listen to your music very enthusiastically in the peace and quiet of my own home when it's not super loud. Um, I get in there, right? The place is obviously packed. All the go-hards have taken all the good spots at the front, but I didn't, Dennis, I didn't want a spot at the front. I didn't want to stand up in front. Jokes on them, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I had noticed that a number of seats in the balcony areas were empty, right, the night before. So I got up to the guys checking tickets. I'm like, hey, man, my back's stuffed. Like, is it all right if I go and sit up in the um, in the, the seats up the top? And he's like, I'm sorry, no, you have to use the standing room tickets. Like, you, the, you've got a standing room ticket. You can't go upstairs. I'm like, oh, okay, no worries. So I go in, get the ticket checked, whatever, go in, get the get the wristband, immediately turn around and leave through the other exit to the ground floor, walk up the stairs, and just walk right past the person checking tickets to go to the balcony. Just right yeah, past yeah. her. Like didn't stop yep, to yep. just just like I was meant to be there, right? Like I'd just gone to the toilet or something and, and was coming back in. And I went and sat down in an empty seat. Anyway, this woman comes up a couple of minutes later. She's like, Oh, I'm sorry, you're in my seat. I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I moved to the next seat over and she's like, uh, that's my husband's seat. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. She's like, Where is your seat? And I'm like, I'm going to level with you. I don't have a seat. I was just chancing it, right? But I don't want to get in your way. I'll get out of the way. So I go and sit in another seat. And I'm like, I will play this. I will, da- I will do this dance all evening. I'm right? surprised I'm surprised you have the like the social anxiety fortitude. Why? Because like, when I, for example, when I'm sitting on a plane and there's an empty seat next to me, I'm like, oh, yes, let's go. Yeah. And like, you know, the plane's mostly full. Every time I see someone come down the aisle, my heart's like, oh, no, not you. No, 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 no. Yeah. Isn't it just that times a thousand? No, because I was going to get up and move because it wasn't my seat. Like I, there were lot. There were, I guess there, yeah. I mean, there were a lot. There were, I wouldn't say there were lots, but there were there were enough, right? But no, I was lucky. Third time's the charm. I sat down, like you know, with two minutes to go before the show it was actually going to start, and I sat and enjoyed the same show with much less emotional fervor. I just sat and enjoyed listening to songs that I like listening to, uh, and then left before the encore because they played some weird Depeche Mode song that I didn't care about. And as soon as they started that for the second encore, I'm like, oh, as, soon as, as soon as on the second show they started the encore, I was like, okay, I'm not listening to this. I'm just going to beat the crowds out of here. It's great. It's fantastic. Loved it. At the time of my life. Uh, were there Easter eggs in the second show you missed the first time? Like, what no, was no, it was, no, it was exactly the same. It was exactly, exactly the same, right? It was a very, very tight performance, right? And obviously it didn't have the, the splash and the, and the splendor and the spectacle of a Muse show, but it was still very visually impressive as well. They had lights. Yeah, which, and, and songs, which songs did they do the confetti cannons for? Like, uh, there, were, there, weren't, there wasn't any confetti, but one thing that they did do, so if you listen to the Postal Service album, you should give up. It's, inc- it's an incredible album, but it, it, I was wondering how they were going to do it live because it's very quiet. It's a very quiet. I like how the Postal album, Service right? give you instructions on their albums for a- attempting to get into the Postal Service. That's good. What are you talking about? This is one of the. You this, give is them. A, this is a seminal indie pop record, Dennis, and I'm not going to listen to you disrespect it. All right, this is one of the. This is one of the best albums that's ever been released. Right, so just just you watch what comes out of your filthy mouth, my friend. 
Oh, um, 8.0 on Pitchfork for give up from exactly. Post Office, by the way. Exactly. So Are using my ranking system, which is just the inverse of Pitchfork, this is garbage. <laughs> this is garbage. And no, dude. This yeah, is I, it's Pitchfork, but with golf scoring. That's how I assess Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So they eight over. Oh, jeez. A couple of bogeys on that one. No, um, so the, the album's very quiet. It's a very quiet, very peaceful album. I was wondering how they were mm. going to go live. They basically turned some of the songs into like electronica, almost like dance music. Like, Ben was on the drums singing, right, during, like, We Will Become Silhouettes. Incredible performance. Like, the, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, of bands messing with their songs. Um, yeah. Shearwater, right, was – I went and saw Shearwater live, and they do this whole, like, almost like a remix type. They, they perform their, their old back catalogue in a way that just doesn't work, and I, I hate it. Um, but I, I was into this. I was into the way that they they reworked these songs for a live audience, and uh, it was a, it was a it was a deeply deeply nourishing experience just for like both young Riley and old Riley. Like oh man, it was and again just from a from a cultural standpoint, being around my people was was wonderful. But also just I know that this probably just sounds like such wank, but it really was a. It was a, it was a, it was a really interesting reminder of, of the person that I've grown to become and the person that I used to be and the person that used to listen to that music and what it meant to him and how I listen to it now and what it means to me, and I don't know Ben Gibbard probably more than anyone else on earth I think this is fair to say more than any single other person on earth Ben Gibbard has had more cultural influence and obviously like my parents and my teachers and my friends have I was about to say dude influence. John Darnielle is fuming no dude right because now. John Darnielle certainly like emo- his emotional impact on my life was massive right huge like the, the songs that he wrote like they hit me in a way but I'm talking about like the clothes that I wear right like the haircuts that I I, I took pictures of Ben Gibbard two barbers to get cut my, my hair cut like him in, in you know in 2009 right and having him walk on stage in an Oxford shirt and skinny jeans, so I was just like, "This is this is my. I will be buried in skinny jeans if Ben Gibbard does." But he's, he's this, you know, I, I, yeah. so anyway, uh, at some point, you, at some point, your back's gonna give out. You're not gonna be able to get them off. So I've got a choice. I'll just paint them on, dude. I just paint them on. That's what I was bullied and mocked for back in 2011. You know, oh, those jeans painted on you, dickhead. Well, mate, they might as well be because they're never coming off. Anyway, it was worth it. Loved the trip. Had a great time in Boston. Saw this show. Yeah, it was. Just also the standing like front and center for the first show and then being like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I've done that. I'm not doing that again. That was very painful. I'm going to go and sit down like an old man. You know, it was, it I was, was exactly real- the same, dude. Coming yeah. home from you is my legs were jelly and I was like, what is going on? I'll let you stand around. <laughs> did I did I run a marathon there and back without realizing it or something? Yeah, that's how it felt. It was so weirdly painful. Humans aren't really meant to just stand around on a concrete floor for four hours, I guess. But like, yeah. yeah. But it was uh, it was so. Great. It was great. I've converted Nikki Riley. Yeah. What's it going to take to get you out to a muse concert? I, I think just for you to pay for it, honestly. Oh, I, I do that. Are you joking? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Probably just for you to pay for it because it, it does sound like a spectacle. And either way, we're coming away with. Uh, look, either way, here, here, this is this is how it breaks, right? Either mm-hmm. the unthinkable happens, and I love it, and I become a muse fan, and that's. I mean, we'll cross that bridge if we come to it. Hopefully, we never do, but. The much more likely alternative is that the show is so over the top and so ridiculous and so just like laughable that I can come away from it and have all sorts of new ammunition to mock you and your cultural consumption. And, and that, in that way, you know, everyone wins. I think you're I think you're due a visit, Riley, because I checked and the last news concert they played in Australia was at the Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne. Yeah, OK, well, I'm not going to Rod Laver to say them. No, that's that's a long way. Maybe. 
Uh, how we are Brisbane or Sydney? Oh, hang on. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm not going to muse by myself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll no, no, have no, to we, do it when you're when you're. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm saying. Like when I say for you to pay for, it, I mean you buy a ticket for yourself and for me. I'm not. I'm not subjecting myself. Okay, to, that's fine. I'm not subjecting well, myself to live music for for like. I'm not going to go and stand there by myself like an idiot. Like for at a band I don't even like. I'll come and see them with you. That'd be great. But no, there's no way. <laughs> No, well, I'm going to go to. I wouldn't even I go think, to. I wouldn't go down the road to see Muse by myself. Dude. They could play in my lounge room, and I'd probably be like, "Hey, sorry, can you turn it down? I'm trying to play ball again." You could just keep it down. Thank you for listening to this episode of Have a Listen to This, your uh, weekly dose of bite-sized nonsense with uh, Riley Knight and Dennis Straniak. If you like the show, please tell your friends about it. If you didn't like it, I guess tell them anyway, but um, hopefully they download it and they like it. Or if they don't, those downloads show up just the same, to be honest. If you really like the show, you head to patreon.com slash have a listen to this and support the show, get the show a little bit early, as well as some other exclusive perks, and, you know, help us keep the lights and the mics on over here.